Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Did you know this podcast is powered by Acast? Acast is the home of podcasting. For creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know Acast. It's time you did too. Visit Acast.com to find out more. Acast. For the stories. Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here. Um, it's just the two amigos this week. We've got uh, Richard Hobbs. Good with evening. Us. No Luke's. No, no, no one else. No one else. Just yeah. us. Just us. Um, right, we're going to talk about the game against Wigan and we'll keep you up to date with the latest news as well. But firstly, now on the uh, news front last week, it was revealed that George Margarita Pizza. Mm. Who's a commonly well known at Chesterfield is going to get free pizzas for the rest of the season from Domino's because they've just realised his name sounds like a pizza. Um, so, in that case, we wanted you to tell us uh, which Wolves players should get a free product for the season, um, what player that would be, and obviously what product and why they should. And we've had some off social media. Uh, Richard, I'm going to let you. Get um, mine first. <laughs> go get them out of You do yours first. Okay. What ones did you think of? Every time that um, George Savile and Tommy Rowe start together, they should get their own bespoke suit because of Savile Rowe. Yes, yep. Bakary Sacco should get golf lessons because if you saw the video um, a few weeks back yep. um, of their golf day, he. I, okay, I know the French or Marleyans aren't exactly, you know, the world spearheads of golf, <laughs> yeah. golfing world, um, but he. he had never held a club before in his no. life, so maybe that. I have to admit, though, I am terrible at golf. I, yeah. I, I turn up thinking, this looks so it's, easy, and then literally it's almost like <laughs> my brain can't compute to, the, to swing. Sw- the swing and the ball. I literally miss it every single time. So I, I feel like I was playing there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at least get the movement right. You're a professional <laughs> athlete. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, Tommy Rowe, um, every goal he scores, tickets to the Oxbridge boat race. Again, row. Yeah. Again, yeah. yeah. I said today before recording, I've got some very poor <laughs> ones. Um, yeah, K Mac, McDonald's. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm stretching at this point. Um, <laughs> Tenuous ones. Sam Rickett, lots of fresh fruit, stave off Ricketts. Yeah. Yeah. But, a lot of vitamin D. But yeah, exactly. Or get on the sunbeds, would that work? No, yeah. probably the opposite. Just yeah. stay outdoors. <laughs> yeah. The only one I could think of was uh, Lee Evans and Brill Cream. Yes, Because his good hair, choice. It, it looks like he puts a lot of gel in that hair. But yeah. also, I found that every time he plays, it's always perfect. Yeah. It ne- There's always that one strand that comes down the front of his forehead. Mm. It's always perfect. So I think you should get free Brill Cream mm. for the rest of the season. Um, let's just go over some ones you've uh, told us on social media. Uh, Twitter, firstly, uh, Russ Coburn saying that after the last two games, Steeman should get dumbbells to yes, get back on the weights. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Wigan, obviously, in a bit. 
Um, uh, Peter Barker saying obviously Kevin McDonald should be getting a free free McDonald's for the season. Yeah. Makes sense, but again, if he gets loads of free McDonald's for the season, I I, I don't know what he's going to be like on the weight. Um, a good one here from our good friend Compton Stars. Uh, Danny Bart should get a free bath from broilyhillbaths.co.uk nice I was going to say I I tried to think of a Danny Bat one good Um, I love it how there's there's ironically a Broily Hill Baths as well that works so well probably the best one so far Um, L Cooper um, says Goldborn some hairspray or gel and blonde highlights Um, and he also says Leon Clark a onesie to keep him warm on the bench Um, and on Facebook as well um, Brady Adcox Roger Johnson Free Alc... No, I won't go there. <laughs> you can see where that was going in for. <laughs> um, Rob Wilkinson. Uh, M- uh, McDonald is an easy one. Should get a free farm. Ooh, yeah, good choice. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. Choice. Um, so have you got any other suggestions for players who should get free products for the rest of the season as Marguerite is getting free pizza from Domino's? Then, uh, tweet us at WWFC Fancast. Facebook Wolves Football Fancast Show. All products you want to give for Wolves Fancast. Yeah, of course. We'll, we'll take free stuff. We yeah, always do. Yeah. We were trying to convince um, Papa John's last week. <laughs> Me, Regan and Rob Fletcher uh, were having a Twitter pun pizza war with Papa John's on Twitter because uh, we included them in saying that why when you pick this up. We were trying to get, we, we'll be honest, we were trying to get free pizza yeah. and they weren't budging. Shameless. So, yeah. Been. Look, we will take free stuff. Yeah. There's, a, there's a Papa John's around the corner. Yeah. It would have been great if Ding Dong... Oh, I wonder who that's at the door. Uh, right, let's talk at other news then. Today, uh, Tuesday, Jack Price has been loaned to Leighton Orient on a 93 emergency day loan. Um, just obviously left Yeovil for a month. He's, he's really down the back in order now, really. He's yeah. been loaned out again for such a, a long time. I know, and I mean, definitely he was very good at League One level last year. Yeah. I, I tipped him to start um, in the centre of midfield this season, but... I don't know, probably didn't have a great pre-season, I guess. Mm. And say with the emergence of Lee Evans... Um, We've got Rowan Savile, obviously. Rowan Savile, Edwards can possibly play a bit deeper. Mm. You know, he's, what, about fifth, sixth choice at that point. Um, they say Leighton Orient, decent enough team. Even, you know, they came third last year in the end. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, lost the playoff final on penalties yeah. when they were winning 2-0 at yeah. half-time. No Russell Slade, obviously, as no. well. Um, very weird you know yeah, he's about so to get sacked all, and now he just gets sucked to Cardiff yeah <laughs> it's a worrying situation for legal people mm. at both of those clubs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd be a bit worried um, but you say I mean you know I wouldn't want to see him go mm. um, especially because we don't actually know how good he would be at this level that's and he definitely has potential he hasn't he hasn't um, played at league at championship level no, so, yeah. no so I mean it would be nice to see him at this level mm. Um, unfortunately, looking at it at the moment, it doesn't seem that likely. Mm. Um, and it's not because he's not one of, um, let's say, a jacket, not signing as such, but he's not a jacket player mm. because he played him last year. But clearly he thinks that there are players who are, can develop mm. a greater rate than him at the moment. And you might as well put him out on loan exactly. if injuries do happen and you need to bring him back. Well, then. yeah, I mean, look at someone like um, Ethan Ebanks Lendell who's sitting on the bench at the moment, which mm. is fair enough. I think he's he's got potential if he plays but problem is he's not really getting any competitive mm. football at the moment so I'd worry about him in the long term yeah um, so if there are in, if Wolves do come down with a spate of injuries I know Lee Evans out which we'll come to in a bit Jack Price might will be able to come back because mm. he's only on an emergency loan and 
should be able to step into the midfield. Let's talk about uh, Lee Evans then. Um, a call up to the senior Wales got a dream come true, yeah. um, and an injury on the same day. How how gutting for yeah. him! I remember watching the watching the Huddersfield game, and when he pulled up, it looked like his hamstring that he pulled up because I'm yeah. sure he pointed to it, and you could tell his shirt over his head. He he was he knew it wasn't great. Yeah, um, it's it's a shame because you say last month he's been on mm. fire in that midfield. Um, you say, fingers crossed. I don't think he's pulled out the squad just yet, has he? I think he has pulled oh, out the Wales squad now, which is disappointing oh. knowing that when Jacket said before Wigan that he was 50-50 to play. Yeah. But he tweet today that he's had to obviously come out of the Wales camp, which oh. is gutting. I know that would, some people would say that one of the reasons probably why he got into that squad was because of the injury crisis Wales had in midfield. But the fact is he was still good he was still pit, yeah. as a reserve player, as it were. Yeah. To get in the say, squad. still at the age of 20. Yeah. You know, he, he could be, well, he was playing for the under 21s in the mm. last uh, squad at the start of September. So, say, admittedly, it's through injuries he got into mm. the squad in the first place, but that still shouldn't take away any of the merit. He's deser- mm. He deserves to be in that squad. And if it wasn't this time, it could have been the next time or the time after that. Yeah. But it will give him motivation to push on um, when he's back uh, fit. And you know, you say, say is, you never know, really, as long as he keeps playing well. There's no reason why he can't break into no, that squad again. No, exactly. Um, I know Wales do have an abundance of quite good players now. To, mm. you know, Obviously, you've got your Ramseys and Bales, and you've got Premier League players like Joe Allen. Ashley um, Williams. And, yeah. yeah, Ashley Williams and Joe Ledley. Um, but he's clearly got some potential. He's clearly now shown that he's decent enough mm. at second-tier level, which, with no disrespect to uh, Wales football, they are sort of will be looking for the second string of their team at yeah, championship no, level yeah. they don't have enough players in the top flight to accommodate, uh, accommodate that, yeah. no so he should be more than proud of himself for at least getting that far of like not being able mm. to make it at the end well we hope uh, a speedy recovery for uh, the man with the perfect hair Lee Evans uh, just finally on the news front you may have noticed in the last couple of weeks especially on Twitter and Facebook we've been plugging uh, help from you for the Football Blogging Awards 2014 the process to get nominated ends this week so if you could drop us a vote, uh, you can find out more details on our website at wolvesfancast.com and also on the, the blogging website, uh, footballbloggingawards.co.uk. Uh, obviously, Wolves Fancast are going for best podcast. Richard here is going for the best new blogger award. Um, hopefully next week we may be nominated, fingers yeah. crossed, for both awards. But if you can drop us a vote, it would really be appreciated. If you've enjoyed all the podcasts we've done over the years, if you've enjoyed all the blogs that Richard has written over mm. the last few months, uh, then please do drop us a vote. Uh, find out more at wolvesfancast.com and you can vote on the Football Blogging Awards website, which is footballbloggingawards.co.uk. Right, we're going to talk about the game against Wigan. Two home games in a row and Wolves amassed one point out of six. Uh, we're going to talk about more of the latter of those two games against Wigan. Wolves drew 2-2 at home with the Latics. Uh, Dave Edwards opened the scoring midway through the first half with probably a Paul Scholes-esque goal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Luke, why aren't you here to appreciate <laughs> yeah. that joke? Um, and then some soft defending by Wolves let Wolves Wigan back into the game uh, with Mark Antoine Fortuna, wasn't it? I believe just on the it, stroke of half-time. Yes, it was... Yeah, it was... Uh, Fortunate yeah. post. Um, with um, the second goal to take the lead. And the Wolves we know... Then came back into the game in the second half. A well-timed and worked corner routine gave Sacco the equaliser for Wolves. Wolves then hounded Wigan in the second half but weren't able to find that killer instinct 
to get that winning goal, despite Doherty hitting the crossbar near the end of the game. Let's talk about defence, firstly. Eight yeah. goals in three games. Honeymoon period gone, potentially, for Wolves? Or you know, I know the people have really been criticising Bath and Stearman for their mm. performances. Do they deserve the criticism they've been getting? Well, it's easy to look in hindsight. Yeah. Of course, hindsight being what it is. <laughs> um, but I saw people saying, if you kind of look back at our performances, the defence wasn't that great. It was mm. more down to Akini, mm. which, okay, is fair enough, and no one plays their part. But sort of the last few days, the last few games, they really seem to have sussed us out. And we do, yeah. we do tend to mark... No, the defenders seem to be quite zoned in their approach. So Bath stays on the right, Stearman on the left. But everyone sort of has sussed on now that Danny Bath, he's a very strong defender. If you put the ball up in the air, he's more than likely going to win it. But he's got not the best turning speed. Mm. Stearman, on the other hand, as um, Sam mentioned earlier on Twitter, isn't actually physically that strong. But he's got more pace over the ground than mm. that. But against... Um, Wigan, fortunately, just stayed on Stearman and outmuscled him um, quite a few times. Which again, was the same with Holt on the Yeah, field, he yeah. was an absolute nightmare for him. And I don't know if Jacket has to look at that in terms of, or Bat and Stearman need to address that whilst they're playing. Mm. And if they sort of notice that that's happening, they need to work out the best way of accommodating yeah. it. Um, then again, yeah, Stearman didn't do great, I think. He lost it. He lost the flight of the ball for the second goal, but it was poor defensively, poor goal all round. Mm. You know, Doherty did not do anything to um, block the cross, and that's the first thing you do as a fullback. Your mm. first aim is to block the cross. Um, Say, so Stearman missed the header. His positioning, it's going to sound bad. He was in a good position in terms of if you look where he is, he's in line with the penalty spot, so he's in the centre of the pitch, mm. which is where he should be. But he's missed the flight of the ball, and then Scott Goldborn on the back post hasn't really done enough I know mm. fortunately he's got about you know half a foot on him in height but he's, he's been beaten well too easily for me mm. at that point um, I, I, I always think with the first goal they scored the equaliser it's a very I'm sure defensively there could have been a way to, to easily have blocked that but you look at the angle where it is the speed of that ball that goes through it, it's I, quite to, e- um, not easy it's, to score. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, I think, to defend from sometimes. Mm. I mean, if you look back to was it Birmingham at home a couple of seasons ago, where obviously Sacco scored that goal that Marlon King got yeah. swiped at and went yeah. in. My view is that if you hit a ball hard enough in that box, the the it's, chances you're going to hit someone just to go in. Yeah, I think because of the position it was in, it was on, it was just on the touchline on the corner of the yeah. penalty box because it was right in front of me. And the defenders are almost going to be quite flat-footed just because of the way the mm. ball is going to come in. And Sean Maloney's a very good set-piece taker as yeah. well, which helps. So all the defenders do have to do is have a running start on them, which they're going to have because the ball's going to be quite... Um, not deep. It's going to not have much of an angle to it to cut back on. Yeah. So all they've got to do is have a run on. And if he hits, as you say, if he hits it with enough power, Akimi's not going to be able to react quick enough to mm. come out and get it. The defenders aren't going to be able to get a jump on them. Mm. You say all they've got to do is sort of run and make sure one of them hits the ball and you're going to be so near the yeah. goal. That's going to happen. But the reaction after a goal, I, I found a bit puzzling because there was... Mm, Kevin McDonald was going absolutely mental at everyone. 
I, he was shouting at Doherty, he was shouting at Stearman, all the defenders turned around, started shouting at um, the bench, wasn't sure what was going on. Um, <laughs> what haven't you done more, bench? Yeah, Come on. <laughs> that was your fault. <laughs> and you know, it was very um, strange to see mm. him sort of react that way. But um, I've had enough of this, I'm going yeah, to pull. No, no, done. <laughs> um, and um, I know Bat sort of was getting a bit shouty yeah. at other players, and it was very interesting because I'm sure we'll go on to Tommy Rowe's performance in a minute. Yeah. But you could see how, why he was such sort of, he was made captain at Peterborough because after it, he was the one who was doing everyone up. And I thought, mm. that's his first league start, but he was the one mm. sort of trying to get everyone back up. Um, Let's round up the defence then because yeah. a lot of people have talked about Steam, and especially on social I, media, where weeks, a few weeks ago, Steven, the greatest defender that's ever lived. Yeah. Last two days, it's Steven. Why have we still got him in the team? What you know, he should be dropped. I know the how people can go to and from is another mm. argument, but could you put it down to the tactically how it went with where who Steven was marking is why he potentially did poorly. Yeah, in those games? I mean, you say I think. He's probably not in the best form, and the th- I think it's more the attackers have sussed out where they need to exploit more. So against Bolton and uh, Blackburn, when back conceded with two penalties, they stuck on him because mm. they know that they're, he's more likely to commit a foul against them. Mm. You know, I think that is something that uh, Kenny Jack and Joe Allen do need to look at in terms of instead of you sticking to one side, you do need to be able to switch, yeah. um, or at least sort of. You know, it's not a bit old-fashioned, but one goes to the ball, one drops yeah. off. Um, a bit more. And they've got the opportunity now with the international break. Yeah, they've got a lot to work on. Um, Has this brought up another case, though, that you know we were all so concentrating on getting a striker that yeah, perhaps, we, we perhaps sort of... maybe it should have been... the you know, Not to say that we didn't need to get a striker, but maybe a, a centre-back was someone that we should have equally been looking at. Because if you look at the squad, hmm. after Doherty, after Bat and Steven... As backups for centre back, you've got Ricketts who can play there. Yeah, and then I'm, I am e- now struggling. You've got Ebanks Lendell, who I'm not sure is a right back or a centre yeah. back, or but even hasn't the, found. Yeah. Well, he hasn't found a position yet. So, but even at this level, can you throw someone in of uh, that experience into sem- in, in centre back? Wow. And then who else have you got? Van Gaal can do it, so why can't Jack? Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you've then, unless you completely change the formation of the defence, mm. you've got no one else as a backup. So, do you need? Someone in on, on loan, someone who maybe is looking for a new club, who's out coming out of a squad, to push Stephen and Bat, to push them, them a for a starting place. Yeah. So when they potentially Jack it mixes it around and gives this loan ear a start and they do well, then you've got Stephen and Bat mm. fighting for the positions in training to. Well, I'm a big. Mix I it up. say I'm quite a big believer in actually having you know competition for place, and mm. I don't see the point of you having a squad player and then. Either not using them or make you know it's clear that they aren't actually as good as the player they're coming in for. Mm. So I mean, I would look at getting another experienced defender in. And you mm. say just to push them, and if if they have had a bad game, just bring them out for one, and um, yeah, it might sort of solve the issue hopefully. But say we've got two weeks before our next game now, so defensively, if it's majority of about its positioning, into um, so it should give them a lot of time to work on that and. Because it's not just about getting someone in for places, it's injuries mm. as well. Because yeah. again, one of those two gets injured, you, you, it's not the Dicko situation. You, yeah. we're, we, you know, we're so blessed in midfield, we've probably got the best midfield, if not one of the best midfielders yeah. in the Championship. I mean, you say, in terms of the quality we've got in there, because I mean, mm. 
say even if McDonald's off form, say Lee Evans um, mm. happily stepped in um, and sort of kept us afloat um, against Bolton. You say Tommy Rowe was fantastic. Did you know this podcast is powered by Acast? Acast is the home of podcasting for creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know Acast. It's time you did too. Visit Acast.com to find out more. Acast. For the stories. I've yet to see a lot of George Savile, um, partly because he's maybe played um, away from home. Mm. Um, but from what I've heard, he's a solid enough player. You know, we've got we've got a very strong midfield. We've just got to sort of make sure we keep it tight at the mm. back a bit more. Uh, I thought it was a tale of two halves again, which I think we've said a lot in the last 18 months. Because I thought Wolves in the first half, I know we took the lead initially, but I thought Wigan were a lot more calm on the ball. They opened Wolves up a lot more. Mm. They closed them down a lot more. Second half, Wolves seem to go back to what we know not, they can yeah. be like. They seem to then get the spaces um, and seem to be able to create the chances. I don't know whether it must be something that Jacket must have said at half-time, but it, everything just seemed to click again after maybe two or three games where it hasn't been clicking at all. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at our second-half performances against, we had Wigan, Huddersfield and Reading the last couple of weeks, and we've sort of started each of... We've had poor first halves in those mm. three games. You know, we've, gone in, we've gone in losing positions in each of those games as well. We have, yeah. And okay, it's great that we've managed to salvage at least a point out of two of those games. But for me, I, you know, it's not really good enough because you've lost 45 mm. minutes of football. You've put yourself in a losing position. I know with Jacket, especially last season, all we had to do was sort of wait a little bit and tire teams out because mm. we were, uh, well, we were better than the other. Yeah. Not, not to be offensive, but, well, top of the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number one. Um Whereas this league it is more competitive, mm. we can't. You can't afford just to try and slowly work teams out. And if you, you've got to be a step above, and mm. at the moment we're probably not quite there yet. I mean, in, uh, fair, in fairness, Reading we should have won it if you think about it. Yeah. Um, Wigan we should have really won it at the end. We, we put so much pressure on Wigan at the end. Mm. As I don't hit the crossbar. There was just those times where the ball just went into the box right by yeah, the goal Carson line. Carson made a great save the second half. And there was just yeah. those times where you just needed that extra foot just to stick out yeah. to put it in the back of the net. Um, obviously, we talk about Edwards, great header once again. Yeah. Lovely connection between him and Valenpara. So I think we missed him against Huddersfield. Mm. I think it was sort of quite terrible. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was quite glad he right. came back into his kind of natural yeah. role. He sort of seems to be making that position his own a bit yeah. more. Um, but second half, obviously, Sacco got the equaliser. Yeah. A lovely training ground, tra- training ground routine. Yeah. You could tell because obviously once again he went straight to Joe Galden to yeah. hook him. It seems like they've kind of had some figuring out there, yeah. which which was exactly the same like Fulham. It was kind of nearly the mm. same like the Fulham goal, a bit more elongated, but a lovely finish by Sacco. I, mean, I thought, yeah, it was a great finish, and you've got. It's always nice to see a training ground goal because yeah. it's so clearly worked been worked on um, a lot of people I saw after the game talked about how great Sacco played now I, I'm not disagreeing with that I thought especially in the second half he was great first half one of the well again with the second as well what I noticed through Sacco that we can put about three people on him as soon as he got the ball mm. and he did very well to hold the ball up and get the ball out to someone else or if he was going forward he would hold three people off 
but I didn't think he was as great as people are making him out to. There was yeah. times in the first half, at least once in the first half and, and once in the second half, where someone tackled the ball off him, and he seemed like yeah. he gave up, and the crowd was like, what are you doing? And then everybody after, afterwards talking about how fantastic mm, he was. Because, I mean, I know, remember one in the second half, and if he'd have carried on and stayed motivated, he would have, the ball sort of did bounce in a promising mm. position for him. I like Sacco. Mm. I know he, he really splits opinion among Wolves fans, sort of, some really don't... You either like love him or hate him. Yeah, really. which... So my, my dad doesn't yeah, hate him at all. I think it's sort of a bit of an older generation. Because <laughs> I, I, most of the um, sort of slightly more senior people I um, chat to about Wolves, sort of just not having him at mm. all. Um, but if he can score a goal like that, and he's our top goal scorer at the moment, I, you can't really um, deny him, can you? I think... You say he did have little spells in the game, but you get that with Sacco. Um, but you take the rough with the smooth. Mm. You say sort of his strength on the ball for a winger, it's second to none. Mm. You, you know, I'm, and the other thing I really like about Sacco is, as you say, he gets three men on him. It doesn't really bother him, and he gets kicked half the game. He never rises to it. Mm. I don't think I've seen an occasion where he sort of lashed out an opponent for anger. I know he got booked in the last uh, last week, yeah. but you know he's not someone who sort of, after he's been fouled, gets up and starts squaring up to the opponent. Mm. And I think he should be really admired for that. And fingers crossed after all these compliments, he wants to sign a new sign contract. A <laughs> just stay, Sacco. Just sign yeah. the deal. But you do feel like it is going to be down to where Wolves are come the end of May. Mm. If we aren't going up, he will probably go. Yeah, while the promoted teams all come for him. But you never know. Uh, let's talk about a player, uh, Richard. You mentioned earlier on who had a great game. My man of the match. I'm sure. I'm presuming he might be your man of the match, yeah, Tommy Rowe. Oh, fantastic! Who started first uh, league debut? I believe it was his uh, first full league yeah. debut. Yeah. Obviously, took over early uh, Evans, who was injured. And I just thought he did the same role as Evans. Mm. But he just how many people tied the ball up, started to play again. I thought it was yeah, a fantastic performance from him. Brilliant. I mean, he played for. Majority of the game against Huddersfield, and he was like, well, my only few bright spots in that game, to be honest, purely because he looked like he was trying. But say when he started, he was fantastic. Um, you say gave a bit more balance in the midfield, possibly with his left foot. Um, so his passing was accurate. He didn't sort of look like he wasn't able to keep up with the possession-based game. He was really mm. comfortable, and he was snapping at people's heels all game. He wasn't, you say, he wasn't afraid to put the boot in at all. And, as I mentioned earlier, you could clearly see his leadership skills mm. um, from his time as captain Peterborough. And yeah, it was a really, really good performance. It's going to sort of worry Evans a little bit um, mm. when he has to come back. I mean, even someone like George Savile, um, who's pushing him for a place. Mm. But yeah, great. I'm not convinced by Savile yet. From what I've seen, he hasn't yeah. really clicked all the buttons I, I, I need. Yeah, if I, if there was a if there was a, a spreadsheet of buttons in which you had to press, yeah. you have to get most of those buttons. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be a player who's going to excite fans. Mm. Um, from what I very limitedly know about him, um, he is a bit more of a sitting midfielder. Mm. Um, I know people have sort of gone to away games. Sort of, he seems to have very much split opinion again. Um, in terms of is he doing anything? I mean, it's. It's like with, let's say, someone like Carl Henry, mm. about some people hate him. He does a lot, I think he does a lot of unseen work off the ball. Mm. But you say he's only going to improve if he plays. And at the moment, he's fourth choice, effectively. So, mm. 
Yeah. Uh, Kevin McDonald, I thought, had a better game in the second half. He seemed to go click back into who, who Kevin McDonald yeah. is because it was a bit strange seeing him play poorly mm. the last couple of games. But I thought he played well. And Dicko, I just thought, again, played yeah. well. Did his usual job, which is fast yeah. channels. He loves having a battle with a defender, doesn't mm. he? He absolutely loves just... If he has to go into a 50-50 with him, doesn't shirk it, mm. loves it. What I love about Sacco is he'll see... Little opportunities, and he will just sprint. Yeah. It's almost like he's faster than Usain Bolt. He will yeah. see somebody pass the ball, or someone just tap the ball just in front of him ever so slightly, and it's all, all of a sudden he just thinks, right, ball, I'm going to get that now. Yeah. Straight away, handsome. Which is, yeah. I think it's fantastic. Uh, let's get some comments that you had after the game on Twitter. Uh, Steve Munson saying, uh, thank God we are back. Good recovery. Uh, could have won. Uh, Easily could easily win at Morewall, uh, four points adrift from the top, which I believe it's two or three now with, yeah, it's not, with it's, Boris drawing yeah. the other day, um, which is very strange again to see that first two eights with Ipswich who behind us, it's like two or three points. Yeah, you're a win away from yeah. you know, changing places with top of the league and you're a couple of losses away from being in 16th. Yeah. 20th, it's... She's so much frustrating knowing that if we just got that win against Wigan, yeah. we could be third. But then I think that is just this league. It, yeah, it, it, it's, it's always ifs and buts with it's each It's still result. early days as well um, in terms of a 46-game season. Mm. It takes a while for it to stretch out a yeah, bit more. There will be a breakaway yeah. eventually. Uh, Steve um, Weil says, another centre-half needed. Bath is quality, but Steeman too lightweight <laughs> and plays like a headless chicken when under pressure. Uh, Lucas Trevis, hopefully I've said that right. Uh, the final element is missing at both ends. Dico should be played at a central attacking midfielder with Clark mm. up front. Interesting. Um, and Adam Melia says, uh, Tom Rowe really stepped up. Superb. Also was another leader on the pitch. Future captain. Uh, so all in all, Wigan, I think we should have really won it. Yeah. Uh, especially so the second half. Two, we conceded two poor goals, um, which I would like to think they'll work on in the next couple mm. of weeks. We had chances. Um so I think it was probably two points dropped at the end of the day. I think if Wigan had gone into it a lot, did Wigan even have a shot in the second half? Not that I can remember. If they were a bit more competitive in the second half, I'll probably would have said fair point. And the ref didn't have a good game as well today. No, which it, it, it's that meant you know, say from the fouls and stuff like that. It should have been a few more bookings. Yeah. Slowed the play down a bit too much for me. But 2-2. Two, two. Anyway, we got the point. If we didn't lose, that's, yeah, uh, it's that's amazing. Nothing, isn't it? The only thing if we'd lost going into that international break with... Obviously, the loss against Huddersfield, which was probably the poorest mm. we've seen Wolves, it would have all put us in a, a sour note. I just want to pick up on one final point before we finish this week's podcast, because obviously it's international break, mm-hmm. no games to come until Millwall, I believe, yeah. um, away. Um, post-match interview with Dave Edwards, um, just from the from uh, Wolves player, they were just summing up the game, um, and there was a bit where he, he said this line, after saying that two points from nine games isn't good enough, because we want to win the league. Mm. Now, obviously we, in the pre-season, talked about how mid-table would be a realistic goal, but obviously we've done so well, expectations is promotion. I know there's teams, I would say, there are obviously 12 teams who could probably easily get promoted, but then you start reducing that gap to who could win the league. Have Wolves got a strong enough squad to win the league I mean I know Jacket has talked about promotion which you're thinking well yeah promotion but I like the ambition and obviously I'd love to win the championship again I don't know whether this squad 
is strong enough to win the league, or am I overthinking this? Are well, we strong enough? I'm, I say I know for a fact that Steve Morgan wants promotion this year. That's yeah. that's his target. Um, and if you okay, last couple of seasons were a bit odd. For mm. you know, we shouldn't. In theory, we were too good to go down, and we got. The season we went down from the championship, we'd just been relegated from the Premier League. So in theory, we had a squad that was at least good enough for the upper echelons of the, yeah. the championship. Or even mid-table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and we did keep a fair amount. We did keep a very strong team and we kept a bit of a core of the team in terms of people like Stearman and Akimi and Edwards. So I think in that way, he probably thinks that actually we do have a squad that is capable mm. of challenging as to whether we actually do have a full squad who's capable of it, I don't really think so. Mm. I don't think we've got enough. I don't think we've got a player, let's say, like Evax Blake, who's going to get mm. you 25 goals. We look at when we got promoted in 2009, the yeah. attackers, Evax Blake, Keo, Iluomo and Vokes. Yeah. Vokes would come off the bench when he would at least get you a goal. Yeah. And you look, you look, at, you look yeah. at who we've got now. Obviously, McLinden's now gone on loan to Fleetwood, which mm. we haven't mentioned um, Sabo on loan, um, Clark who well, yeah. that's another story. <laughs> and you've just got Dicko who is obviously the only main goal threat apart from the midfield. Yeah. You think you have the recent enough depth in not in no. up front where you, you're going to probably get your majority. You should think you get your majority of goals from a defence where you're going to stop the goals. I mean, I could be completely wrong. This team could be strong enough, but to win the league at this stage. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. No, I mean, as I, the team is sort of bigger than the sum of its parts, I think, and they do work very well as a team. And I think mm. if you can look at the championship last season, less both Leicester and um, Burn, well, Leicester to a more extent than Burnley, but they did play as a team. So okay, they didn't have very many standout figures, mm. and they just worked so well as a team. I know Burnley had folks and. Um, with Danny Ings, that's him. Yeah. Um, and he said um, someone else completely different. I was going to say Charlie Austin, <laughs> yeah. but no, he moved. And what you say, you compare it to a team of individuals like QPR who did just about manage it. Mm. Um, as to whether we think it's a good thing that Wolves get promoted, I think that's a different matter. I yeah, think, it's a whole different podcast. Than yeah, I say, I think there needs to be a bit more strength in depth. Mm. But as we say, definitely up front and definitely in midfield, even if it's just strength... Um, extra bodies as such because you know mm. you take away someone like that you bring in I'm not really comfortable with a replacement to be honest mm. at the moment I mean don't get me wrong I think with the what I've seen so far this season and it could be early days with other teams still settling in with the quality of opposition we've played and how we can play I, I, playoffs I think is an easily achievable it's, goal yeah. it'll be tough but it's achievable but getting the title I think it'll be a big, it thing. would be a very big push. Um, but we still want the title. Come on, yeah, let's get still, the championship. Still want it. I'm not <laughs> saying no. I'm just yeah. a bit wary about it. Um, and I think that's where we're going to leave it on this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time um, after the international break. Um, as I say, if you can drop us a vote at the football blocking awards, uh, it would be much appreciated for Wolves Fancast and for Richard yeah, uh, for the new blog award. WolvesFancast.com to find out more and footballbloggingawards.co.uk where you can vote. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast. Facebook is Wolves Football Fancast Show. Nearly forgot our own Facebook <laughs> then. 
um, and like the page. And to check out all our latest blogs um, and news, just go on our website, wolvesfancast.com. But that is it. Unless there's anything else I've missed. No, no. no. 121s at Molyneux. Um, oh, yeah. It's a ridiculous time. But... Well, yeah, I, don't, I can't believe I haven't mentioned that. Obviously, <laughs> if you're in the Wolverhampton area or the Midlands area, do go down to Molyneux um, on Friday late afternoon. It's 5.45. Yeah, which is some kind of UA for Raw to... It, it's be, yeah, because there are games happening on uh, Friday evening, yeah. they're not allowed to clash, so they're playing it two hours earlier. Yeah, ridiculous. Anyway, uh, but it's England under 21. So it's great to have an international feature of that kind. Yeah. Um, I remember going to the last one we had against Poland, and it was, I, I kid you not, it was probably the most boring game <laughs> I can't I've remember, ever yeah, been I went to. to that. I can't remember anything about it. I mean, Joe Hart was in goal. Um, Mansi, and before he came to Wolves, was in defence. Matt Derbyshire was up front. I remember getting the ticket, doing the national thing, thinking, come on, this, this is, is going to be great. And then after 20 minutes, I thought, what? <laughs> it's the first time I've left a game. About ten minutes early, it was just yeah. boring, and I remember coming out thinking, "I'm not going to hear any kind of cheer or moan because nothing's going to happen." But this game will be brilliant, so get down. Yeah, I mean, you look <laughs> at the squad. I mean, I know um, there's, there's Barinho. we will be interested to see what reception he gets. Yeah. What you would think it's an England match. I, I, He's a good player as well. Yeah, I'm, as I'm sure you'll um, want to know if I'll be booing a player or not, but I've. Don't see the point of doing no. you know, it. He's England. He's in England. Yeah. He's, he's playing for England. He's not playing for West Brom or anything like mm. that. You know, you can put that aside for the day, I think. Uh, Luke Shaw, obviously, he's going to be yeah. there. Uh, Harry Kane from Spurs. Tomins at Hall. Um, there's still some good players yeah, in that in that squad. I don't know any of the Croatian under 21s. No. But they do produce some very good players, mm. so yeah, you might find a name for the future. But if you've uh, got the time, um, you can get out of work early. Yeah. Which is a key one. Don't skive, obviously. Yeah. Make sure you legally get out of work. <laughs> yeah. um, quarter to six kickoff at Molyneux uh, for that game. The tickets are still available. The last time I heard, they get, they've got seventeen thousand already, which is incredible. That's really good. You say for five forty-five kickoff. Yeah. Um, and and in England under twenty-one match in general. Yeah. I mean that's that's yeah. a fantastic turnout. I mean. If they're lucky, they might even beat <laughs> one of the attendance this season. So we got about nineteen thousand, yeah. I think, a couple of weeks back. So you never know. But say I, I'm going, Richard. Are yeah, you I'm going? going. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if you have got the time, do go. I think it'll be a good occasion, um, and good to support the uh, the under twenty one squad. Which yeah. I think, with the development of England, how we all moan about every tournament when we do terrible, it's a well, good yeah. way of I mean, producing players to get them ready for well, these kind of things. I think I went to the. Uh, England under twenties a couple of weeks back now at Telford United, and you know I think they've won about six nil in the end against Romania, and we produce players at that level very well because they we put more of a focus on the physical attributes, um, so they're all quicker and stronger, and they're great at that level. But as soon as they get to sort of under twenty ones and the senior team, half of them don't play, mm. so they don't in the same sort of respect on it. So like um, Ebanks Lendell. It, it's great that you can get to that point, but you actually need to play first team football to actually keep mm. improving instead of just that sort of reserve team development level. Um, but and that's a whole different podcast yeah. for the development of the England team yeah. um, going forward. Uh, but that's where we'll leave it. Thank you very much for listening for this week. It's bye from Richard. Uh, goodbye. And it's bye from me. We'll see you. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks.
Did you know this podcast is powered by Acast? Acast is the home of podcasting. For creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know Acast. It's time you did too. Visit Acast.com to find out more. Acast. For the stories.